what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. You feel in your heart that this election was stolen from Donald Trump and you are not forgiving that man and all of those involved. You are wrong. You are sinning. And this sin of unforgiveness in your heart is going to keep you out of heaven. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. Have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me please to the book of Second Chronicles? The book of Second Chronicles, chapter 29. Second Chronicles 29 and verse 18. And once you find that, if you will, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. We'll begin in 2 Chronicles 29, verse 18, to start with. Then they, speaking of the priest, went in to Hezekiah the king and said, We have cleansed all the house of the Lord and the altar of burnt offering, with all the vessels thereof, and the showbread table with all the vessels thereof. Moreover, all the vessels which King Ahaz in his reign did cast away in his transgression, have we prepared and sanctified, and behold, they are before the altar of the Lord. Go to 1 Corinthians 3, and move down, if you will, to verse 16. And before we read that, let me just say that what I've just read to you there in Second Chronicles 29 was the single most important work on the face of the earth at that particular time. Cleaning up the house of God and getting the house of God in order. That was the single most important work on the face of the earth at that time. Now let's read what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 16. He said, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Let me just stop right there and say that today, the cleaning of your temple and getting your house in order is the single most important work today. And I want to use for a subject preaching a few minutes this morning, getting your house in order. As I stated, this right here, which I've just read to you, was the single and is the single most important work on the face of the earth. King Hezekiah said, if you'll look there in Second Chronicles 29 and verse 8, He said, the wrath of the Lord was upon Judah and Jerusalem. 
And all of this was because of his father Ahaz's sin and rebellion against God. He shut down the temple of God. And in verse 19, we read where certain vessels had been done away with. He cast them away. And because of his attitude, the judgment of God, the wrath of God was upon Israel. You and I today, because of the sin nature being active in your heart and life, in other words, you're not saved, the wrath of God abideth on you. There will come a day when you will draw your last breath and you will stand before God. And the only thing that God's going to be looking for is the blood of His Son, Jesus Christ. If the blood is not there, then you will experience the wrath of God. You'll go to hell. Now, I didn't preach that as hard as Dana did this week. She preached it hard this week. She got a phone call from Social Security, I believe it was, and there had been some fraudulent activity, and if she didn't dial this number or press one or whatever, they were going to come and arrest her. And she knew it was a scam, so she clicked the number, and the person on the other end of the line, hello? What's your social security number? And got to asking her all these questions. And she just spoke right up and said, If you don't accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, you're going to hell. And the person on the other end of the line said, Oh my God! Oh my God! And Dana just hung up the phone. See, she made a Christian out of that person just like that. Just one simple message. You're going to hell unless you accept Jesus Christ. Oh my God, oh my God, what better way to get someone to call upon the name of the Lord? I, I ain't never preached that hard. <laughs> anyway, unless repentance is forthcoming and you place your faith in Christ, who He is and what He did at Calvary, the wrath of God abideth upon you. Now, when you accept Christ as your Savior, the Holy Spirit comes inside. The problems of that day were because of King Ahaz's sin and rebellion against God. But when Ahaz died, the problem was solved. And when the Holy Spirit comes into your heart and life, He crucifies the sin nature. Romans chapter 6. That sin nature is crucified. And the Holy Spirit begins to clean up the temple. Understand this today. I can't look into your temple. But God the Holy Ghost does. He's the only one who can actually go in and clean you up and get you where you need to be. If you look in verse 16 of Second Chronicles 29, the priest went into the inner part of the house of the Lord to clean it. 
And then they brought out all the uncleanness that they found in the temple of the Lord into the court of the house of the Lord. The Holy Spirit wants to go into your heart and life. And once He addresses the sin nature, He begins to bring things out into the open. And once these things are brought out into the open, they have to be addressed. The Levites would then take what was brought out of the temple and they would deal with it. And I'll address that in a minute. But the Levites couldn't go inside the temple. They had no idea what was in there. Likewise, you and I today, although we're saved, we really don't understand and realize what we've got going on in our temple unless God the Holy Ghost brings it out, brings it to your attention to where you can see it. Let me deal with something right here because it's very dangerous today in Christianity and it's going on within your temple or it may be it can be going on in your temple and you don't even realize it you think you think you're on the right side you think you're on track you love God but if you God help me to say this this morning if if you have any emotions of hatred toward anybody if you have hatred in your heart toward those in leadership that are there that really ought not to be there if you've got emotions there that hatred you want something bad to happen to these people you are wrong you feel in your heart whether it happened or not you feel in your heart that this election was stolen from Donald Trump, and the man that's in there right now is an illegitimate president, and you are not forgiving that man and all of those involved for stealing an election, you are wrong. You are sinning. And this sin of unforgiveness in your heart is going to keep you out of heaven. Is this in your temple? I spoke these same words to a gentleman last night. And he just looked at me. Eyes big. I don't know where he went to church at, but evidently he had not heard such a thing. The Bible says if you don't forgive, then God's not going to forgive. And if you harbor unforgiveness in your heart and you want something bad to happen to somebody else, and I don't care who it is, the wrath of God abideth upon you. And unless you repent of that and ask God to help you with that, judgment is in your future. Are you listening to me? Now, when the priests brought out these unclean things, the Levites would take whatever it was and they would take it down to the brook Kedron. There were conduits that run out of the temple down to the brook Kedron. And it's been stated that when the sacrificial system started up again, 
And the blood would be poured out at the altar. The blood would run down into those conduits and run down to the brook Kedron. And the brook Kedron ran red with blood constantly. What better way to get rid of the ugliness, the uncleanness that's in your heart than to take it to the brook Kedron where the blood of the sacrifice can wash over it and cleanse it. Are you hearing me today? Glory to God. Now, if you could look down on the temple court, there was one gate that allows you into the court of the Lord. And the first article of furniture that you would come to was the brazen altar. That's what you see up there on the screen, the brazen altar. Immediately behind that would be the brazen laver. You go into the temple of the Lord and the lampstands would be on your left. The table of showbread would be on the right-hand side. Immediately in front of you would be the altar of incense, the golden altar. Behind that would be the veil that was four inches thick. A yoke of oxen couldn't pull that veil apart. On the other side of that veil would be the Holy of Holies, where the Ark of God was. Of all of these vessels and articles of furniture... The brazen altar was the most important. Now, some would argue that the Ark of the Covenant is the most important piece because that's where God dwelt. But let me say this. You can't get to God, you can't get to the Ark of the Covenant unless you go through that brazen altar first. It's not going to happen. The brazen altar, and you have an image of it up there on the screen. This thing was 30 feet wide and 30 feet long. The brazen altar was a type of God's judgment upon sin. It is the place where all of these sacrifices were offered up. It typified Calvary. As I stated, it was 30 feet wide, 30 feet long. It was the same size as the Holy of Holies. The place where God dwelt. Think of that. God dwelling among men. That shows us the grace and the mercy of God. And I said all that to say this God's grace and mercy is as big as His judgment. <laughs> Glory to God. Let me say that again. God's grace and mercy is just as big as His judgment. Mercy there was great, and grace was free. Pardon there was multiplied to me. There, my burdened soul 
found victory at Calvary. Glory to God. Everything that you need, Christ is the source of it. But the cross is the means by which we are able to attain unto everything that God has for us. So let me ask you this morning, what is it that you need? Do you need encouragement? Do you need strength? Do you need healing? Do you need the baptism in the Holy Ghost and fire? Do you need power? Do you need a new job? Do you need a new car? Do you need a new house? Do you need a husband? Do you need a wife? Whatever it is that you need, understand that Christ is the source and the cross is the means by which you can attain to whatever it is that you need. Glory to God. All right. Jesus said, if you're going to come after me, then take up the cross daily and follow me. The cross of Christ, you take it up daily. How do I do that, Brother James? You, you do it by renewing your faith or maintaining your faith in Christ and what he did on a daily basis. Just as it was important for things to be brought out of the temple that didn't need to be there, it's equally important for certain things to be in your temple. And it needs to be operating and functioning as it should. That's why I'm going to go through these different things today. And the brazen altar is number one. You must have it. You've got to have it. All right, moving on to the brazen laver. The brazen laver was 15 feet across from brim to brim. It was 45 feet in circumference round. It was four inches thick, seven and a half feet tall. It held 18,000 gallons of water. Comes out to be... About 75 tons is what it weighed. This huge basin with 18,000 gallons of water set upon a base of oxen, 12 oxen. 12 is God's number for divine government. 12 oxen. Three pointing to the east, three pointing to the west, three pointing to the north, three pointing to the south. The brazen laver typified the word of God. Sitting upon those oxen, the oxen symbolized the strength of God. And each direction means that it is for everybody. The world over. And the work of the priest was dirty work. As they would take a lamb and slit its little throat and the blood would pour out. Their feet would get 
bloodied and they'd have to walk from here to there to do different things and the blood on their feet and the dirt, their feet would get dirty, their hands were bloodied. And they would go to this brazen laver which incidentally had five basins on either side and each basin held 300 gallons of water. And that water had to be changed out every day because that is where the priests were to wash themselves before going into the temple. As well, certain parts of the offering had to be washed before it was laid upon the brazen altar. Failure to wash according to what God said could result in death. Likewise today, if we don't do things according to God's word, certain death is the end result. There are churches today that are dying because they're not going according to the word of the Lord. They're going according to the word of Freud. It's important that we wash ourselves in God's word Julie, if you will, put it up on the screen, Ephesians 5, and verse 25. Ephesians 5, 25. Christ loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle, or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. But let me warn you of something here. Satan is attacking the brazen labor today like never before. It's an attack on God's word. The waters are being muddied by Satan. And he's doing it through and by all of these different translations of the Bible. Let me say this. The King James Version of the Bible is a word-for-word translation out of the original Greek and Hebrew language. And it has been translated over into our English. You're not going to get anything any closer to the original text than the King James Version. These other translations are thought-for-thought translations. They're men's interpretations of what They think the Word says. If you don't have a King James Bible in which you read it every day and study it, then you don't have a Bible. You've got a religious book. And I realize that's strong, and I realize that it has upset some of you. Because you say, well, Brother James, I have a hard time reading the King James, and this other over here helps me to understand it. And that might be. But if you're understanding something wrong, then it's not helping you too very much. 
Let me advise you, if you're using one of these other translations, get you a King James Version and lay it down beside the one that you're reading and, and, and check it out. We're talking about your soul here. We're not talking about cupcakes. Do you want vanilla icing on it or do you want chocolate on it? We're serious here. The Word of God is what is God uses, and I just read it to you here in Ephesians chapter 5. You are washed, you are cleansed as you read the Word of God and you study the Word of God and you put the Word of God into practice. And if you're practicing something that's not the Word of God, you might be practicing sin. You need to make sure you're washing at the brazen laver and you need to make sure that water is clean. Now, the priest would wash themselves often. Several times a day. How often do you go to the Word of God to be washed, to be cleansed, to get strength? I'm not finished with this message, but I've run out of time. Next week we'll deal with the lampstands and the showbread, the altar of incense other vessels that were used in the Ark of the Covenant. Come on back next week and we'll deal with it some more. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252-299-4234. This program is an outreach ministry of friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, as well depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com, click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And now we're having worship service inside the church every Sunday morning at 930. As well, we're also having Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are being broadcast to the parking lot for those who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.